Pinball Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first playoff podcast of Whitlock and the Vaughn, the one and only fantasy basketball podcast brought to you by Fanball. I am Aaron Freezing Rain Whitlock, and with me as always is Lance Stevenson's punching bag, ah, I mean uh, John Kimbrough Vaughn. Whoo, folks, let me tell you, I drove 11 hours through the rain, oh, sleet, and snow last night across the frozen tundra of Canada just to be here with you today. We're going to be breaking down uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday's NBA action. Playoffs, uh, playoffs, playoffs. Playoffs. Talking about playoffs. It's it's exciting. I Did you get a chance to watch some games over the weekend, JK? I did, yeah. Uh, I thought best one was that Milwaukee-Boston game was madness. That was last night, right? Uh, no, Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock start. It's all it all I mean, blends, yesterday, all yeah, blends yesterday together for me. Yeah. It's all this is my day in the car. This is uh, my whole day. Did you right listen here. to it all on the radio? No, I wasn't able to get it tuned in in Canada. I, I did take a look around. So you no saw ser- did no you see the highlights? The car. Yeah, I've seen the highlights. Yep. I don't know why Stevens didn't foul before the inbounds. Yeah, that was confusing to me. Like, as well. why wouldn't you not foul the inbound? I mean, it seems like because sure the, the, you can't foul on the shot because there's half a second. So that's all it's going to take to get a shot up. I truly had that for as smart as a coach as Stevens was. I thought that was a pretty bad move not to foul before the shot. I I totally agree. Lucky he didn't cost him. Yeah, in a big way. And they want to know too. Yeah. I uh, I had a niece's birthday party, so I was I, I got to see a little bit of uh, of Golden State and San Antonio. I turned man, that was a that was a yeah, that was a that blood was a bad bath. game. Of course, yeah, the I game stopped watching on the fourth pretty much. I probably saw them, and then I got to watch Portland and I didn't get to see the Pelicans. Uh, I got to see a little bit of that. Uh, no, 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 no. I watched the Heat, a little bit of the Miami, uh, Philadelphia game. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't just tell your family that you're gonna fuck off and go watch the, watch the NBA. Yeah, I know. Everybody's going down to to celebrate the birthday party. You, you got to go. You got to do it. It's unfortunate. But Sometimes life. You know what? It's behind us. I'm ready. I'm ready for tonight's NBA action. <clears throat> so very hard. I'm so ready to dive in for the rest. I'm going full wob here the rest of the way. I don't want to miss any games. I'm so excited about this. Uh, speaking of which, if you do need any help with your uh, Monday night lineup. We're not going to cover it today, but you can head over to fanball.com where uh, Evan Bletz's Fantasy Basketball Emporium of Wonderment and Knowledge is live right now. Get all the the uh, knowledge you need there. Uh, but we're uh, we're going to start. We're going to cover Tuesday, Wednesday today. Um, we're going to try and start breaking this up a little bit more piece by piece to give you the most up to date information possible. See how rotations change, any possible injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll see you guys again on Thursday. We'll touch base uh, again at the, end of the episode on that. I've got Tuesday. Let's go. Uh, my stud is going to be Al Horford. Uh, he's He was at 6,100. Uh, apologize if that changes at all. I, I hope that's locked in, but I can't guarantee it. Uh, the people were, I think, kind of on top of this one. He was the second yeah. most owned player over the weekend behind Anthony Davis, uh, and with good reason. Horford has had the Bucks number all season. Uh, even when the Celtics were fully healthy, weren't as depleted as they are now. He scored at least... 34 fan ball points in all four regular season games against the Bucks, uh, including outputs of 45 and 46 fan ball points, and then set a new high over the weekend with 57 fan ball points in game one. The uh, the Bucks are dead last among playoff teams in terms of fantasy points allowed to centers, uh, and for the regular season, they gave up the seventh most overall. Not good at all. Um, Horford was very aggressive uh, to start the series. He it shot was. more free throws than the rest of the team combined. Um, and with so little playoff experience left on that roster yeah. now, he's going to need to continue to kind of lead the charge for that team. Yeah, it was 13 to 14 from the free throw line, really got after it. Shot more free throws than he did field goals. Uh, yep. Yeah, and the rebounding too. I mean, we've talked about it countless times on this podcast. Bucks that the struggle. Bucks struggle with rebounding. 
Horford took full advantage of that, hauling in 12 boards. My dud is going to be Markeith Morris, guy who had a very strong game one. Uh, He's at 6,200. I think he's going to be a popular pick uh, following that 44 fan Mm -hmm. ball point outpouring game (laughs) one. Here's why I'd be careful. Uh, That was the first time in four tries this season that Morris has topped 28 fan ball points against the Raptors. He entered the playoffs averaging just 26 fan ball points over his previous 10 games. And that uh, that game one double double was just his third since February first. Oof. Yeah, he's an aggressive guy. He can find a shot. He can get going. Otto Porter also had kind of an awful night. Yeah, he had a bad night. He's kind of dealing with that calf injury too. I think he was questionable all the way up into that game. So they may have they may have played Morris a little bit more, or Morris may have been a little more aggressive, knowing that Porter was a little hobbled. Yep. And this, so this is a situation where I guess I'm saying don't go chasing the last time's results. Just you know, he had a big he had a big night. Don't think it's going to just become a, an every night sort of thing. <laughs> Don't do that either, folks. A <laughs> uh, little bonus dead action. If you've listened to this show at all, oh. you know I'm fading Lowry into Rosen. Rosen was awful. Oh, for Christ's God. sake. Just terrible. Terrible. Both massively under what they needed to be of value. Uh, DeRozan was looking for 46 to hit five and a half times his value. If we go back to last year, he hit that mark three times in 10 playoff games, averaging just 36 fan ball points per game. Lowry, meanwhile, he needs 45 to achieve his value. Uh, he never quite hit that mark in last year's playoffs, though, uh, to be fair, he did top 43 times in eight games. Uh, injury shortened his playoff run a little bit, but still, he averaged just 32 fan ball points over his injury-shortened playoff run. I'm fading the hell out of those guys. 85 and 8,200. No thanks. Uh, on the flip side, kind of on this, uh, uh, the Mark Keith Morris bit, is, uh, is Serge Ibaka. Yeah. He's a guy I do like. He had a really nice game one. Really nice game one. He's at 5,600 or was at 5,600. Could see a slight bump, I suppose. He entered the playoffs on a really hot streak, though. He scored 31 or more fan ball points in six straight games of meaning. There was one where he sat out and another one where he only played limited minutes. But games of meaning where he actually played a full slate uh, and then dropped 45 fan ball points on the Wizards in game one. Mm. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially as a good value. There's a lot of high price guys, of course. Uh, I don't need to sell you on Yanni, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. but he has owned Boston this season. Just complete, oh, complete dominated. domination. Couple, couple uh, tough foul calls against him too in that game. Foul yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That 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 sixth foul in uh, yeah. in OT was yeah. definitely questionable. Questionable. Yep. Um, but you know that's that always comes around. I feel like he's. You're right. I would really like. I like Giannis a lot in this game. That's going to come around. Well, not so only, I think he's just going to absolutely dominate. No one's going to stop him. Not only that, much like uh, always comes back around. Anthony Davis, you know who I'll talk about in a second, but he's just such a sure thing. He hasn't scored fewer than fifty-seven fan ball points against the Celtics all season. Uh, that's in five tries. He's got three games with sixty-one or more against Boston, and uh, the sixty-nine he had on Sunday was a season high uh, yeah. for fan ball points. He's just money against them. Can't be stopped. Um, if you're feeling like going a different rec- direction, if you're feeling like a different direction, <laughs> hey. then, then you're looking for a different show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you don't want to spend for Giannis and you're looking maybe to do like a John Wall, uh, Anthony Davis combo, um, something along those lines, you could go Chris Middleton at 7,800. Um, he's hit a minimum of five and a half times his value in each of his last three meetings with Boston, going for 42, 49, and then most recently 56 fan ball points. He's obviously second fiddle behind Giannis, but he's averaging 15 shot attempts a game against Boston this season. That la- um, that shot and that last shot to tie it up. My goodness. Yeah, no Woo. kidding. 
No that kidding. Deep, deep and quick, five, under just about half a second. Um, and he's really been stuffing the stat sheet against Boston. Rebounded really well against them. They obviously they don't go with too many big lineups. Um, and passing the ball pretty well. He's got a couple of uh, games with over seven assists against the Celts. Um, another guy, Anthony Davis. I don't. I don't need to do, to uh, to tell you why you need their that that you need the brow, but just Monster. know I'm working him into all my lineups on Tuesday. Not trying to get cute and fading the big guy. Uh, the Pelicans probably utilize their bench less than just about any other playoff team I've seen so far. Um, there's not much there. You know, check Diallo. <laughs> there's really local four. There's really not. They brought uh, uh, Ian Clark. He's playing Ian a little Clark, off the yeah. bench. Uh, but but they're they're basically going nine deep. And they're I mean Davis played forty one minutes, thirty six percent usage. Expect the same. Uh, expect more of the same. Exactly. Yeah, the same stadium. Uh, Rajon Rondo. At sixty seven hundred, um, this is this is his time. I think he's the de facto point guard. Drew Holiday is is truly settling into the two. It looks like for this series, um, Rondo's going to be handling it, bringing it up the court, running the offense. Um, the only guard that the Pelicans brought off the bench was Ian Clark. Rondo played thirty nine minutes, dished out seventeen assists, had forty three fan ball points. I don't think that's a fluke. Uh, second time this season, Rondo's had double-digit assists against the uh, the Trailblazers. And on a team that's got so little playoff experience, I know Rondo's got a checkered pass, but I think they could desperately use you know a locked-in veteran like Rondo and a playoff version of Rondo who's been known to really, you know, at times anyway, give it all in the playoffs. To yeah, really last th- year, if he hadn't hurt his wrist, they would have, uh, Bulls could have taken down Boston. I, I agree with that. I, they were up I in wholeheartedly that agree with that. Yeah. Like really, wrist I guess, or hand, he had some sort of hand. Other than thing. the Dallas season, I feel like his mo yeah. has been to really to give and, it all in the uh, playoffs. Sacramento season two. Well, nah, they never made the playoffs. They never right? made the playoffs. playoffs right? I mean, you're so right. He mailed it in. He there. mailed it in that season. But you're right. The Dallas, the Dallas season in terms of the playoffs, right? That's when he really mailed. Because he got uh, he, he, I think he got sat. He didn't even play. But for no. him to just give up, that's yeah. the only time you can really say that. Um, on the flip side of that, Evan Turner at 4200 uh, represents some really good value. Hopefully, we don't see that go up too much, if at all. Um, he scored at, uh, at least 24 fan ball points three times in his four matchups with the Pelicans this season. Um, sorry, you going to say something, Jake? No, go ahead. No. Um, <clears throat> like him is a good value play. You're going to need some of these low guys if you want to stack because that's what I'm. That's what I was kind of looking at. Is there are there are some ways to get a pretty decent lineup together where you've got AD, Giannis, Horford all in if we can get some guys like Delon Wright. Uh, who JK oh, yeah. called out the I was Daily all over Article. that on Saturday, yeah. Money, all white on that. rice. Uh, this obviously depends a little bit on the status of Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. He missed game one with a shoulder injury. Currently questionable for game two. Uh, we probably won't know until tomorrow. Uh, Wright uh, led the Raptors in minutes off the bench with 25, scored 18 points, tallied 33 fan ball points in the game one win. Um, Van Vliet's at the same price. I suppose he would be worth a look if he did play, but I- I'll... I'll be so honest. I'm monitors minutes or something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm kind of tentative to play either if Van Vliet is back. Yeah, same. I mean, no, I would. De- I I have hesitation to playing either if Van Vliet's back. Sorenson is uh, on the arm those, of his shooting what did he hand. Play? He'll split those 25 minutes between two, so it'll be like 12 or 13. That's most likely. Thinking. Most likely. That would be my prediction as well. That they would limit Van Vliet, like you said, but that it would cut yeah. into to Delon's rights. Uh, Van Vliet, six man of the year award candidate. Yeah, uh, yeah, good yeah. season. I don't think he'll win, but no. I, he absolutely deserves, deserves to be a to be candidate. On the yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He had a good season. He he could end up being uh, demanding a decent little contract here in a in yeah. a couple of years. Undrafted for sure. He better. Um, and then finally to wrap it up for me, uh, Mike Scott. 
uh, of yeah. the Wizards. Uh, only 3,200, exactly the kind of value I'm looking for. Uh, he's played 20 or more minutes in seven straight games to finish the season. Average 19 fan ball points per game over that stretch. I know that's not like terribly impressive. You know, not going to blow your hair back, but that is six times his value at that cost. And if it lets me, if it lets me stack guys like Giannis and AD or Giannis and John Wall, uh, then I'm then I'm willing to to deal with that if he can just get me to that 19 or so. Um, he had more minutes than any other Washington player off the bench with 27, and he finished with 17.75 fan ball points in game one. So he can stroke the three a little bit, can he? Yeah, yeah, you can step out. And I shoot think it. I because I I touched on I touched on some stuff on the daily here because they had some bombs dropped on them. Washington they lost their their sharpshooter off the bench, Joni Meeks. Yeah, to the performance enhancing suspension for yep. twenty five games, PEDs. Yep. So I was kind of like, how are they going to handle this? Because they I thought maybe they'd go Saturansky more, but he I was way they only no. played him like twelve minutes. No, they went with Scott more. I think they're looking for that three point shooting off the bench more, which is why I like your idea here with Mike Scott. I think they need the three point shooting off the bench. Meeks was their go-to guy. Unfortunately, he's out for the rest of the playoffs. So I think you're right. Scott's a great play on on Tuesday. The thing with Scott is, is can he get the rebounds? Because he scored yeah. in double digits, I think, in three straight games. Like he's going to get the buckets. Crashing the boards. Yeah. Um. He's not. He, he's not a great defender. No. No, no steals no. or no blocks. No, I don't no, think no, in the last seven no. games. Um. So it's it's can he get a couple assists yeah. and get just <laughs> enough rebounds to get you to that 19, 20, 22 fan ball point. Uh, plateau all right jk what do you got on wednesday all right i'm gonna go unfortunately i'm my Cavs lost game one what before that we sad, before yeah. we get into this as somebody i didn't get to see it what the hell happened i know i you know i was doing some traveling yesterday too so i was kind of streaming it on my phone so i was in and out of service and such but uh less than 40 percent shooting from the field as a team less than 30 percent from three okay i'm not sure the lineups corver is ah, man that sucks corver is He's on a real funk just in life. I feel bad for him. Brother died. Yeah. Bad foot. I uh, heard he had some sort of stomach ailment. He missed oh, a shoot geez. around today, so he's out. Questionable on tomorrow. They need his three-point shooting off the bench. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to be all right for tomorrow. I'd imagine that's going to have to lean on JR a little bit. Clarkson's going to have to step up. Love's going to – everyone's going to just have to step up. Love only took eight shots. Defensively, too, I don't know. They just got uh, – Ty Lue's like we have these – these new defensive schemes that are coming out. It's like, <laughs> anytime he says that, I'm all, I almost get worried that he's overthinking it too much or yeah. just like, I don't know. Don't, I don't, know don't need Lance, to reinvent the wheel. We may need to see more Nance because I think Nance can can handle Turner a little bit more. So we need to see a little more rim protection on uh, Wednesday. This is in no way a jinx thing, but I'll be, I'm not worried about the Cavs. Uh, the Browns no. lost game ones before. Yeah. They will be fine. It's been a while since he's lost a game one uh, of round one. Has he oh, since like the Knicks? Uh, they were like Knicks team in '98 or something. The team was like I was gonna say Mari be Stoudemire, Baron Davis, the beginning of his career. Yeah, in Cleveland. Uh, I think it was like '98 or '90, one of those years. Yep, lost uh, game one of round one. Uh, that yeah, the team that was on that it was like Baron Davis, Mari Stoudemire. I can't remember quite remember the Knicks team back then, but uh, so yeah, some interesting names you probably haven't heard in a while. <laughs> but I'm going with LeBron. All on right, Wednesday. LeBron's the stud. Let's stud, triple double. Uh, I mean, in a game two, it's it. You know, it it almost feels like a a must win. <laughs> you know, I know Dave McMenamin, Joe Varden, Jason Lloyd, all the pundits in Cleveland, Brian Windhorst are going to be following LeBron James around saying, "Hey, LeBron, is this a must win game in game two of the round one finals?" <laughs> but I'm going to give you a little audio clip of my boy Brian Regan here throw some knowledge down on these reporters about must win games in seven game series. Here, listen up. Oh, let's hear it. Answer that question honestly. It's a best of seven. You're down one game to nothing. 
Would you consider this a must-win game? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we can lose tonight. <laughs> we can lose tomorrow night, too. <laughs> we don't want to, but that wasn't your question. <laughs> you asked if it was a must-win game, and if you'd ever taken a rudimentary math class... <laughs> You'd already know the magic number's three. When you're down three, then you must win them or you're out. <laughs> facts. Spitting facts. So my guy, Brian Regan, I've seen him live. If you get a chance to go see him, go see him. He's hilarious. But I wish LeBron would answer a question like that because I know he's going to get it. He yeah. knows he's gonna... no, I forgot. No, we we, every lose. single year we get this damn question. I know. In every it's... round. The way he put that was so funny. But yeah, I mean, he had a triple-double in the game one loss, 64 fans, uh, fan ball points, team high, 28% usage rate. Uh, during the regular season, he averaged 55 fan ball points against the Pacers. It, again, we toss around this must-win situation. It really does kind of feel like a must-win because they go back to Indiana after this. So Sure. I get uh, the feeling, but yeah. this totally feels like a game that LeBron will just come out and dominate. Yep. He'll totally put agree. his mark on right off the bat. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I liked Russ, too. $12,800 versus Utah Jazz. That game was shocking to me. Did you notice that game? So here's one. Game, uh, final... The OKC Jazz was the highest scoring matchup of that day. That included I would not have predicted that. That huh? included an overtime matchup between Celtics and Milwaukee. That's right. They were what ninety nine ninety nine going into OT. Exactly. Yeah. So the, and they they were projected to be one of the lowest scoring games of the day. The uh, Thunder and the Jazz. The Jazz had a pace of one on one during the playoff a, that's games. A, that's high for them. They averaged ninety seven during the regular season. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's just the playoffs tend to be a little bit more fast paced, which favors Russ's style here. So I love I love Russ twelve thousand eight hundred dollars. He finished two assists shy of a double double, but still had sixty one fan ball points. I, I just like the fast paced nature of this game. I think favors OKC in this series. I wonder if Utah tries to slow it down, but with with OKC keep pushing it, I'm not sure if they can. So I like LeBron and Russ. If you're gonna because there's three guys playing tonight, you get, you get the big three. We'll say Russ, James, and Harden. Yep. I would like I favor James and uh, Russ over Harden. Oh man, James coming off that big game. Hey, good. Excuse me, James Harden. Harden, nice. yes, yeah. was a little bit undervalued. Didn't get a double double. Had forty four points, but yeah, was, fell two points shy of his value. Okay, two fan ball points shy. Only had like eight assists or eight rebounds, six assists. Didn't have a double double, but um, love those two guys. The duds. I went double duds to the big fellas from that OKC Utah game. Steven Adams and Rudy Gobert. This is this is a heavyweight battle between Holyfield and Tyson in their primes, man. These guys are just going punch for punch, blow for blow in the, in the paint. Yeah, a lot of fun to watch. Not so good but for your fantasy lineup. It's not so lineup. good for your fantasy lineup. It's great big man action to watch on TV, but for your fantasy lineup, no chance. None of those guys attempted more than 10 shots, and they both rank top 25 defend as top defenders for starting centers in the league. Gobert is even a Defensive Player of the Year award candidate. Uh, on the season, both of these teams rank in the top 15 in fan ball slowing down opposing centers. So Adams and Gobert... Don't like it, even if I don't think he does miss the game, and I'm going to touch on it later here in a second, but Donovan Mitchell had an MRI on that foot that got stepped on. He, yeah, got, downgraded negative, right? to, he got downgraded to questionable after the MRI. It was a negative MRI, which means that's good, but he got downgraded to questionable because of it. I still don't like Gobert, even if Mitchell sits. Uh, other guys to target, Clint Capella, $7,200 from Minnesota. My goodness, he His was line a beast. Was great. 50 fanball points, well over his value of 39. T-Wolves during the season ranked 20th in points in the paint allowed. They currently rank 29th in the playoffs as of now. Yeesh. Uh, Capella averaged during the season 85 of his points were in the paint. That's around just over 11 per game. 
Uh, right now, he's number one in the league. That was 85% points in the paint. was number one in the league during the regular season. In game one, he had 20. It was 24 points in the paint. Other four came on free throws, which, of course, he drew in the paint. So, love Capella there. He's living on those pick and rolls. Unbelievable, man. It's just unstoppable, man. He's gotten so good at that. Good for him because he he's been a project, but he's really turned it on. How much – How that's the big debate with him. How much is that is him and how much is that is getting to play with Harden and, oh, and CP3? Uh, more so the hardness EB3, but a credit to him though, because his hands have gotten better, his footwork's gotten better. I agree. His finishing around the rim has gotten better. But you're right. It would he wouldn't be able to do that with just maybe one of them or Right. He's not a superstar no. on his own. No, 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 no. But but no. KD throwing him under the bus earlier in the year, he you're right. He's improved. Yeah. He's taken the steps that he's needed to to take advantage Correct. too. To of, take advantage of playing of, with Harden and CP three. Yeah. Totally agree. luxury. Uh another guy, Victor Oladipo, nine thousand six hundred dollars versus the Cavs. Was dominant game one. 32 points, 55 fan ball points. A few, 55 is a few above his value. Of 52 Cavs, we talked about on this podcast numerous times, struggled to slow down opposing shooting guards all season, ranking 24th. Oladipo was second on the team in usage at 34%. Lance Stevenson was first at 36. <laughs> Those two guys dominated the ball, so look for that same formula for India, uh, for the Pacers. I put Kevin Love down here. Had a rough game one shooting. It was only three of eight, but he hauled in 17 rebounds. Damn. He's had three double-doubles. Yeah, he's had three double-doubles against Indiana during the year. One of them was overvalued. So I really like him to kind of be more aggressive in game two and assert himself more, kind of draw a turner out towards the three-point line. I put Mitchell down here before he got downgraded to questionable. He beasted. He had a double-double on 52 fan ball points. That's right at his value. The Thunder have struggled to slow down opposing shooting guards since Robertson. Once Robertson went down yeah. for the year, they've struggled to stop him. Corey Brewer is is a, a good defender. He's not Roberson, but he's he's better than some guys in the league, but he's not as good as Roberson, but he's kind of you struggled. Are. Yeah. I, I can't I wish I could I'm sorry, I can't remember who the reporter was who who had tweeted this out, but so I can't credit it, but it's almost it's unbelievable that you would almost say the Thunder might be better off if Roberson was still in the lineup and Carl Ma- Carmelo Anthony was not. Yeah. Oh man, I would take that all day. Yeah, if you're the Thunder. Oh yeah. If you're the Thunder right now, that, and you had that choice. A healthy, a healthy. If you could flip flop the injuries, oh yeah, you would. They would totally take that. Like you would, you would think somebody was crazy if they said that at the beginning of the season. But yeah. I, I don't think there's that much of a question no, right now. I don't now. think there is. No, absolutely not. I, I don't even put Carmelo Anthony down on the duds anymore, man. Just oh, it's not worth it. Of course, chalk he it is. up. Waste, waste of words. Uh, so I love if just keep an eye on Mitchell's status. Again, he got down. The MRI was negative, but he got downgraded to questionable. Whatever you want to take that into meaning but he may not be 100 percent. so just just question that uh the okc ranked 23rd over the last five games defending opposing shooting guards to go to our point so uh i would never have thought i was going to write this name down in the playoffs and if you had told me i was i would have said pass the peace pipe peace pipe bill walton because derrick rose dominated game <laughs> one of the playoffs timber bulls derrick rose wow had 24 fan ball points which is eight times his value at three thousand points he was second off the bench in minutes at 24 jordan Crawford, or jamal crawford at 26 god bless you timidow god bless you are we rolling out derrick rose as, as, as a guard as a utility in our lineups I, if Tibbs is going to give them those minutes, hell yeah, we are. I looked at Houston's roster. They they lack a true point guard off the bench. They got Gerald Green, Eric Gordon, and Joe Johnson. Shout out. Northwest Catholic alum Aaron Jackson was just signed to Houston. He could be the potential point guard. I don't know. He's the only point guard they have in their roster off the bench right now. Okay. So I maybe that's what Rose sees. I mean, Gordon can play the point, but can he defend the, like that quickness, the quickness that Rose has? Still has a quick. He still does, yeah. He's, he's not quite as his... explosive as he once no, was, but, but he's yeah, still, still got there. that speed. He can still get to the cup. 
So uh, maybe Ro- uh, Thibodeau rolls out with Rose again. For $3,000, you really can't do much worse than that. No, and especially if, especially when, if he keeps putting up 24 fan ball points. Especially on a night where... Holy- you can stack LeBron. You can stack Russ. Yeah, if you want to do the stack LeBron Harden, Russ stack, you're going to yeah, need like that need 3K, a, 3K, player. 3K player. Another 3K player I'm going to give you right here, and this is my last one for the day. Uh, Jose Calderon, $3,100. Hill was questionable now for the game. George Hill was questionable with a sore lower back. Odd because Hill was terrible in that game, and this is a homecoming series for him. I know we touch on the dailies and the homecomings during the regular season. We touch on it a little bit in the playoffs. But he's from Indiana, went to IUPUI. Uh, I thought he would play better in this series because it's his hometown team, but he was awful in game one, man. He was awful. And maybe the back is really affecting him, and they try to rest him and get him ready to go back to Indiana where he plays in front of his home, you know, his family and friends. Yep. Yep. And if Calderon plays, the Cavs are like 26 and 9 when he's a starter. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. That's, un- that's unreal. Which is ridiculous. So if Calderon plays at 3,100, he actually played against the Pacers. He saw extensive minutes against the Pacers earlier in the year. He saw 22 minutes. He came off the bench, but he went for 19 fan ball points. He only needs 17 fan ball points. So he has success against Indiana coming off the bench or starting in the limited minutes. You know, He's probably going to see that 20 to 30 minute range there if he plays. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, we did think about giving you Thursday today. Why we held back is that's going to be three game threes. Um, I didn't feel great about giving you that without seeing the game twos first. Yeah. Um, so as long as our lovely producer, Salty Al, is willing, here's what we'd like to do. We're going to come in early on Thursday, Ooh. record a pod, get it out on Thursday. Record Thursday, give you wake Thursday and rake, games. Wake and pod. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do it here. Uh, and give you uh, give you some Thursday-Friday action, uh, take you into the weekend. Um, so as long as uh, as long as Salty Al is, is willing to get up, he's not exactly what you would call an early riser. Uh, he's great. <laughs> oh, he grabs the mic. What's that? I thought it was after work. I... We we had originally discussed after work, but thinking about it, we should really get this out. Otherwise, we can't discuss Thursday with the people. What are they going to do if they don't have Whitlock in the barn? Bring me some pancakes. All right, we'll get Donuts. a McDonald's, big McDonald's breakfast, Ooh, some McGriddles uh, maybe. Hot cakes from McDonald's? Hot cakes. There's log cabin syrup in the maple fridge too. We got that. Ooh. You just call it right. the maple fridge? Oh, no, yeah, the fridge. Log cabin maple some syrup. Sriracha in the ketchup with eggs. We are, all right, we, we got the sriracha ketchup covered. We do have some the sriracha eggs. ketchup. Eggs. We just eggs? You want me to make no, like hash browns, eggs? Like Ketchup goes so well with breakfast stuff. Right. Who makes eggs? Everyone, I don't know. McDonald's just do scrambled eggs. All right, so you want like a diner breakfast versus McDonald's? Oh, uh, okay. Is that what oh, we'll you're go saying? to uh, uh, Dish and Dat. Dish and Dat, yeah, yeah. There's Hell a place. Yeah. Or does uh, no onion doesn't do breakfast? Maybe prime meat will cook us up some eggs. There's a place right down towards uh, New Hartford too. A decent little diner over that way. Which one? I don't know. It might be called the New Hartford Diner. Okay, I've been over there. Oh but... yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. If you want some eggs, it's not Tune in. All right, Al, give us a hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) All right, we'll see you on Thursday morning. Peace.